Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Podcast Playground. Hooray! The Celebrity Jobber Podcast with Jeff Zito. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review. Check out all our past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you pod. What if these celebrities weren't famous? What would they have become? What was their first job? We're about to find out. You know our next guest from the iconic gangster movie Goodfellas, directed by the legendary Martin Scorsese, and of course the HBO series The Sopranos as she played Dr. Melfi. Our guest this week on Celebrity Jobber, actress Lorraine Bracco. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I was just watching Goodfellas over the weekend, and the, <laughs> the scene where you flush the, the stuff down the toilet, and um, Henry, you know, says, oh, that, that, that was worth $60,000, that was all the money we had, Karen. And and then like yeah. that scene where you like you're crying and he's crying. It's just so powerful to me. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> it was very powerful to make, I'll be truthful. What was what was, was one what was one of the most difficult parts of, of making that film? Well, the fact that we worked, I don't know, uh, sixteen hours a day. We were on location every day. Um, and you know, it was emotionally a roller coaster. Definitely was, it was very difficult to shoot. I mean, I remember feeling like I let Henry down and uh, our whole life was going to change. And yeah, there was so much in that. Is there something from that movie that you could tell us about Ray Liotta as, you know, we just lost him not so long ago. And can you tell us something about Ray Liotta that you'll never forget and maybe something funny that happened or just a particular memory that you have of him? Well, Ray is a very uh, committed actor. And uh, that's always an incredible thing when you work with someone who is uh, laser beam in his, uh, in his performance. That was always incredible to watch and, and to work with. Um, and Ray was a very funny guy. He was he was charming and lovely, and and uh, I, I it was very easy to fall in love with Ray. Let me ask you a question, Lorraine. And I'm oh man, I'm gonna call you Karen once or twice during this, uh, Lorraine. That's okay. <laughs> oh, that's cool that you're okay. okay with that. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, I feel like I know you just be, from watching those films, you know, over and over and over again. Tell me, tell me a little bit about about growing up. I know you were you were born in Brooklyn and 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 raised in in Long Island. How was growing up for you? Well, my father was a fishmonger. He worked in the Fulton Fish Market, and he finally made enough money to put down on a, a, a down payment on a house for my mom and my brother and my sister. So that was a big thing. We had a lawn. I remember loving that. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially we up were, there. We weren't in the street. 
Yeah, it was a, a, a huge difference, and I think it made my mom really happy. So it was a nice lower middle class neighborhood. It was a Jewish neighborhood. Okay. And I think uh, that was a good thing when I told Marty Scorsese. Right. <laughs> oh, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. Right. I know all about being Jewish. Right. Uh, that definitely didn't hurt me. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was, uh, I have nothing to complain about. Uh, what was your first job? Do you remember your first job? Because I know you had a lot of jobs, and I want to get into some of those you a little bit, too. Babysitting job or acting job? Yeah, yeah. Before you were an actress, what was your very first job? Well, I used to babysit as a, you know, as a young girl growing up, but uh, I used to model before being an actor. Yes, I heard about this. So, yeah, so I used to model, and I modeled for all kinds of magazines and companies, and, and I did, uh, when I, and I moved to France, a French uh, uh, agent asked me to come over. My parents thought it was a great opportunity, so they kind of pushed me to go, and I ended up living 10 years in Paris. Now, when you say you're a model, you know, a lot of people throw that around over here. You know, they're, they're uh, you know, on in their bra, on a motorcycle, on the Internet. You were like a real model, a model in France, modeling for some major designers. So I just wanted to yeah. make sure I put that out there because, you know, sometimes the, these days, Lorraine, you know, I'm a model, you know. I get it. You know, you I were a it. real model. How did you get discovered? Um, like I said, I met this uh, agent from Paris, and she said to me, you should come. Uh, I know you're going to work really, really well. And she was right. I mean, I did end up working with some of the great photographers uh, in, uh, in, in, in France and in Italy, uh, Paolo Reversi, Peter Lindbergh. Um, I, I mean, I could go on and on. Great, great, uh, great photographers, great designers. Jean-Paul Gaultier, I started out with him. Um, I worked for Kenzo and St. Laurent. I worked with a lot of, you know, a lot of really great creative people. And at the time when I was in Paris, it was a great surge of creativity. Paris had been really been on fire at the time. So it was exciting. It was a very exciting time. And am I correct to um, to say that you also had a brief career in radio? Very brief. <laughs> okay. Uh, very brief. But I did enjoy it. <laughs> oh, well, how? where was it and uh, how, how long was it for? It was only for a couple of months during the summer. In France, you know, everybody has their two-month vacation. And uh, because I spoke French and English, um, they asked me if I would, you know, talk on the radio about current events. And I would play Bruce Springsteen and uh, all kinds of, you know, great American music. Wow. Lorraine, what do you think your big break was? was? Do you think it happened all at once? Was it one phone call? Was it one situation? Or was it a, a few things that led up to? your quote-unquote big break and and what do you consider your your big break was well my big break was someone to watch over me with ridley scott okay that was my big break um maybe not um for uh you know the public but for the movie industry did that happen to you all at once well i remember being asked to come out fly out to la to 
audition for I don't remember who. And I said, oh, I can't do that. I have two kids at home. I have to, you know, I have to make oatmeal. Right. I have to make, you know, take the kids to school. Right. And he turned around and said, get a nanny. <laughs> really started there. After that, your life changed? Oh, yeah. My life changed, you know, when people saw someone to watch over me in the industry, yes. Wow. Tell me a little bit about this new film, Jasir. I just watched the trailer, and it seemed like your character's like a like a female Archie Bunker from what I've seen, the quick two minutes that I've seen of it. Yes. She's, um... She is a opioid addicted racist. Okay. She lives in Memphis, and her life did not work out the way she had uh, she had thought, like many many people. And uh, this kid, Jasir, uh, who is a Syrian refugee, moves in next door to her, and she hates him the minute she sees him because he's brown and different and. And she doesn't even want him to touch her cat. It's about poverty and social injustice. It's a movie with a lot of heart and soul. Lorraine, do you, do you I mean, with so many different things that you've done, I mean, do you think if it wasn't for acting, you think you would be a model? What would you have done if it wasn't for acting? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> you had a lot of options. That's for sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for the time, Lorraine. I do appreciate you. you. So, you know, all different types of stories we hear on Celebrity Jobber. You know, some people from the inner city and their first job, not very glamorous, washing cars or a bus boy or working at KFC. Lorraine Bracco, a, a little bit different, grew up in a, a modest household, you know, a lower middle class. Her father was a fishmonger and she uh, was discovered walking down the road. She was a pretty beautiful girl. I actually saw her senior year of high school photo uh, in her yearbook and uh, yeah very beautiful girl discovered walking down the road and uh, she became a model and they flew her out to France and there she began a modeling career when she was just a teenager then she got into uh, radio for a, a short bit when she was out there in France and with those two jobs probably opened the doors into show business a little bit maybe acted in a play here maybe got into a small film here, but it wasn't until Ridley Scott, a director, called her in the late 80s and said, hey, I got a part for you, fly out to L.A. and audition for it. And she goes, I can't go to L.A. I'm, I'm a mother. I'm making sandwiches. And uh, he pushed her to do it. She went out to Los Angeles and uh, she got the part in a movie called Someone to Watch Over Me, which wasn't a huge box office hit but put her on the map and her big break, as she called it. What she would be doing if she wasn't in show business, if she wasn't an actress, if she wasn't Dr. Melfi on The Sopranos, by the way, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, what would she be doing? She doesn't know. She kind of laughed it off. She's like, I have no idea. But, you know, she didn't really have to know because she was discovered as a model you know, so early in life, probably by the time she was a mother making sandwiches, uh, maybe maybe that was her career until, you know, Ridley Scott said, hey, come uh, to Los Angeles and audition for this part. And then the, the rest was history with Goodfellas and The Sopranos and everything else she did. What a great guest. 
If you like the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and don't forget to leave a review. And you can check out CelebrityJobber.com where you can listen on any platform and uh, check out all of our past episodes. Until next week, I'm Jeff Zito for the Celebrity Jobber Podcast. Thanks for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.